I'm Will Coleman, founder and CEO of Alto, and I built Alto to put an end to rideshare horror stories. You're used to the total lack of consistency in rideshare. Maybe it's a smelly car or a driver that asks just one too many personal questions. Not anymore. With Alto, you know exactly what to expect every ride. Every Alto driver is a trained Alto employee, and every Alto vehicle is part of our private fleet of luxury SUVs. Say goodbye to rideshare horror stories. Download the Alto app today and use code FOUNDER for $10 off your first ride. Welcome to the Coco Express Network. Talk radio that informs. Talk radio that inspires. Talk radio that enlightens. Talk radio for us all. guess what? I'm back. Are you ready to be informed? Are you ready to be inspired? Are you ready to be enlightened? Well, that's what we're about to do here today on the Cocoa Express Show Network. I'm your host, Aurelia Lyles, and I am so, so, so excited to be back with you today. And I have to tell you, we are all in a different state of circumstance. The paradigm has shifted, things have changed, and now we are all trying to figure out what's next. And Figuring out that what's next is going to drive you bananas because every day the dialogue changes. The narrative is being shifted and changing constantly. And how does that make you feel? I don't know about you, but sometimes it makes me a little unnerved um, because we are in a, a society where we try to have control over our whole entire lives. And all of that control has been stripped away and now we're stuck trying to figure out when's the next time we're going to be able to be freely moving around outdoors again. And because I have those thoughts and I have that thought in mind, I have invited my good friend, Rachelle LeBlanc, to join us. Now, she has been on the show and she is a good friend of mine and a good friend to the show. She is very knowledgeable in um, healing and, and nutrition and many other things. And she's joining us because she's a Reiki master and she's also a nutritionist. And she's going to talk about all the things that we're feeling and what it's doing to us inside, outside, how it's making an attack, and how to kind of get a handle on some of the things that we're experiencing. Please allow me the opportunity to bring to you once again, Rachel LeBlanc. Hey, hello, Aurelia. Welcome back to the show. Yes, thank you. Thank Welcome you. Happy to, to be back. <laughs> yes, happy to be back. Welcome to your own show. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And you know, you you your show has always been a wealth of information. So it's 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 about time that you've returned. We needed you. Thank you. It's so nice. They like me. They really like me. <laughs> uh huh. We like you, girl. <laughs> now, we got you here, and, and we're happy to have you because it's not just one person that's going through something. We're all in this big old pot together now, and mm-hmm. it is a confusing time for everyone, from the littlest to the biggest, from the youngest to the oldest. It is. We're 
Mm-hmm. And that's why we need you. We need you to shed a, some light on how we deal with this and what is this thing we're dealing with. And I think you call it the big A, anxiety. So Anxiety, how, yeah. Yes, yes. So tell us, <laughs> shed some light, help us. Well, here's the thing about anxiety. Um, some of us have had the experience for quite some time, and others are experiencing it for the first time. So um, it can be a really scary thing because sometimes along with anxiety comes uh, panic attacks, which are like they will stop you dead in your tracks. And then sometimes that's even accompanied by a little bit of depression, right? So with everything that's going on in the world right now, and then that's scary enough as it is, but then you add in the kids are out of school, so now you're homeschooling, so there's another component that's been added to your life that is sometimes foreign. Then let's add the fact that you can't leave the house, right? Now you've added even more stress on top of the fact that you're stuck in the house with the kids, doing things you don't want to do, then you're emotionally eating and you don't feel good about that. Then we're plugged into the news all day, which is bad news on top of bad news on top of bad news, you know. Um, So all of that stuff is over sensitizing our brains and creating creating a conflict for us. And sometimes that manifests, manifests itself through anxiety. And as a form of anxiety. So, yeah, it's it's something that we definitely, um, I've definitely been in the trenches with people, you know, just kind of explaining for the first time, like, what is, what's the experience? This is what's happening. This, you know, here's some tools that can help you a little bit through this. You're going to be fine. You know what I mean? And, Mm -hmm. um, you know, just helping them navigate through, through the process. Well, I have to tell you that. So that's what I've been up to. Yeah, I I know that we've talked a little bit, uh, you know, over time, over the months. We've just been communicating back and forth. And I, I kind of told you at one point in time that I, I was feeling a, a little anxiety over some other things. And I have to admit, that was the first time that I ever had that feeling. And it was more than my mind could wrap my head right. around because it's something that you can't really explain and, and, and to anyone it's just that you just right. feel frozen yeah it is it's it's scary because like you said it's not something that you can explain um but the thing is um you can't we can't let it get the best of us when i experienced it initially back in the 90s i allowed it to get the best of me i i allowed the fear to become bigger than me mm which was dangerous, you know. Mm-hmm. So tell me a little bit, are, do you have triggers? What What were you experiencing? Well, I, my trigger was um, I had a regular traditional nine-to-five, and they downsized. And I have tried to be so um, predictable with all of my habits and all of my um, routines. And to have that stripped away had like a domino effect on all of my other activities and it left me floundering trying to figure out a new way of doing things. 
Mm-hmm. And the new and the unfamiliar freak me out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, and so you'll you'll when you talk to people about their stories around anxiety, normally um, for those that don't have it chronically, for those that are experiencing it, you know, like for the first time or something different, it's always a change. There's something that's happened or shifted that's different. And then if we get to the crux of that, a lot of times it's a lack of control, right? These are things that mm-hmm. we have no control over. And we feel like the bottom has fallen out sometimes. And I feel like one of the fastest, quickest ways to move through that is, A, surrendering, mm-hmm. which is easier said than done, but we could talk a little bit about that later, but surrendering for one. And then two, gratitude is the great mood changer. It is a huge shifter. You know, regardless of what's happening, being mindful of some of the things that are going on in your life that you can be grateful for can sometimes, you know, eradicate a little bit of that trepidation and that fear and can help you get back on track. Okay. Okay. Yeah. I think, I mean, I, I, I believe that I've overcome whatever it was that that had its grip yeah. on me. Mm-hmm. And I um, think that the gratitude part was instrumental in, in me overcoming what, you know, this anxiety bout that I was having. And once I sat back and really, I actually did a list. And on the list, mm. I had my pros and cons, you know, mm-hmm. being in a current situation. And right once I really looked at the list, I was able to really see that there is a silver lining in every situation that you encounter. Yes. It may not be the one you want, but it, there is a silver lining. And it may not feel like it initially. Um, I do have some steps that I share with clients and friends that can help navigate through that fear. Mm-hmm. And, um, and it's just really tools that you can pop in the toolbox whenever you need them. Um, oftentimes, again, we don't know how to deal with these things. So it's like, what's next, you know? So there's a, there's many things, but I will share five of them, uh, which I think can tie into other things. The first thing, and I think if I'm not mistaken, when you and I spoke, I think I recommended that you write down how you were feeling. Um, yes. Yes. Yeah. Yes. So journaling is really, really um, key because, it allows us a safe space to be honest about our feelings and what it is that we're experiencing. And, and the other thing about journaling is oftentimes we will write what we won't say. Yeah. So, so from true. time to time during some of these journaling exercises, people have actually been a little surprised at some of the things that have come up for them while writing. They're like, oh, okay, this is interesting. Yeah, because that's not, that's something that was hidden or, you know, underneath something else and, so journaling is a great way to allow yourself to be honest, to have a safe space, and to really pull yourself out on paper. There's also some very cognitive things that come with journaling. That's why a lot of the exercises that I do with journaling is about affirming and gratitude because when you write that stuff repeatedly, it takes a hold. So journaling is the first thing that I would recommend. Mm-hmm. And it doesn't have to be fancy. It could be on a piece of paper, a notebook, whatever. Just get to writing, right? The second thing is to be still. Stillness is great. Um, uh, Meditation, stillness, you know, just 
sitting down for a second, just be still, you know, um, when I initially started meditating, I wasn't meditating, you know, I didn't know what to call it. I was being still, I was being driven to be still. So that's what I did in that stillness. A lot of answers come clarity, you know, discernment, but we don't do it enough. We have to unplug, remove ourselves from distractions and find a place. We owe it to ourselves, whether it's in the morning, in the evening, midday, it doesn't matter. Just give yourself five, ten minutes to be still. Okay. Right. Thirdly, um, one of the ways that I, one of the things that I thought was a great, great distraction, because a lot of times anxiety happens because we're overthinking something, um, mm-hmm. is gratitude. Doing something for somebody else oftentimes gets us, gets us out of our head and puts us in motion to be in contribution. And we are, we're, you know, when we're grounded in that work that we're doing for other people, um, whether it's feeding, you know, soup kitchens or donating food or helping at the local Y or talking to the elders at the, you know, the nursing home, whatever that is, um, it helps us to shift the conversation from inside of our head, the shoulda, coulda, woulda, the hypothetical situations, the worst-case scenarios. It helps us to shift that from in our head to outside. So it's a distraction, mm-hmm. right? It's one of the quickest ways to do that. Or even just calling if, calling someone in need, calling, reaching out to someone and saying, hey, you know, what do you need? Um, I found that to be really helpful when I was on the tail end of, of all of that, you know, all of that stuff. Um, fourth thing, state your facts. This is particularly valuable when you're in the midst of a panic attack, when you're on the when your angst is like when your anxiety is through the roof and we start to really start to like in addition to the thoughts, we start to have physical manifestations of the fear, you know, the hands get clammy, the heart beats fast, chest pains, head, you know, the dizziness. Some people even experience nausea. So one of the things I recommend for that is to state your facts. And what that means is look around the room, even if you have to call things by name, what do you see? My computer, my teacup, my lamp, my desk. Like ground yourself in the space. Then state what you know to be true. I'm healthy. I have a roof over my head. I have food. If you can look across the room and see your kids playing, my kids are healthy. You know, if you spoke to your mom or dad today, my parents are healthy. Um, so start stating the things that you know for sure. You know, um, God is good. You know, whatever you whatever it is that you know for sure, state your facts. State okay. your facts. And the last thing, which is actually the most important thing, is don't forget to breathe. Oftentimes when we're in the crux of anxiety or panic, we stop breathing. Our breathing is completely altered. So breathing is key in through the nose, out through the mouth. And if you feel yourself getting riled up, three or four uh, really deep, slow breath through the nose, in through the nose and out through the mouth will help to alleviate that feeling of fight or flight because anxiety has a tendency to want you to run, like you want you need to get away. You need to, you know, it's this adrenaline, right, from the adrenal. Um, so breathing helps to alleviate that a little bit because when you think about it, when you start, when your breathing starts to get shallow, you start hyperventilating. <laughs> that doesn't help at all. <laughs> so, Remember to breathe, um, you know, deep breaths, at least three to four, 
so that you can start to alleviate that feeling of fight or flight. Mm-hmm. So those are that's a short list. Um, some other things I share with people, like if you're if you're prone to panic attacks and you have them often, and you know I I used to wear a rubber band around around my wrist and I would snap it every once in a while. Um, ow, because it hurts. But B, because it it uh, it shifts your mind right away. Um, it's a distraction <laughs> to get popped with the with the with the uh, rubber band. It's certainly a distraction. And then the other thing I think that a lot of us don't consider when we talk about um, anxiety is food and nutrition. Oftentimes, especially times like this where we are emotionally eating, we have to be really mindful of the things that we're eating because foods that are high, highly processed, high in sugar, fats, and those things um, can create a, a, a lack of balance in your gut, which can also create anxiety because you have a relationship between the gut and the brain. So mm. certain foods, your pre and probiotics are really great for that, to keep that balanced. Um, and then foods like, like that are high in collagen, like your bone broth and fish, uh, high fiber and um, high foods and omega-3s. You know, like those things, if we incorporate those foods into the diet, it helps to manage some of that imbalance that happens in the gut. Because I don't think that most people even consider that food contributes or, you know, the way that we eat contributes to anxiety. It's not something that we really taught. I'm really glad you brought all of those things up because my journey to where I am today incorporated all of that. (laughs) I ate wrong. I freaked out. I was busy. Um, a mess. I was a mess, and I didn't want anyone to know. I would go in my bedroom and close the door, and I would be a basket case. But when I picked up the phone, yeah. I sounded calm and reassured, yeah. and I was reassuring, but deep down inside, I was a mess. And what I found, the thing that I didn't need to do when I was having those episodes was to act. I found it best not to do anything when I'm having one of those episodes because you do irrational things when you're having an, an mm-hmm. anxiety attack. And at the yeah, end of the, the day... Yeah, because the fear is irrational. Right, it's an irrational right. fear. So you do things that, that, that may not make sense. <laughs> right. And then when we talk about the food, I mean... I was walking around the house. I had gained so much weight. I was walking around the house going, how do you like me now? (laughs) 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 And I said, this makes no sense. Yes, I said, this makes no sense. There is absolutely Mm -hmm. no reason Mm -hmm. why you should be gaining weight, especially if you have been as healthy as you have been all your life, and now all of a sudden, because something went wrong, you're, you're falling apart? No. So I had to reevaluate what I was stuffing in my face when I was trying right. to suppress those, those, those moments. And it was all mm-hmm. around chocolate and sugar. Mm, you know? My favorite. Those, my yes. favorite thing. Yes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yes. I was trying to keep myself on a sugar high, and I was trying keep my other endorphins going with the chocolate. And it didn't work for me because it wrecked my stomach. I mean, it took a minute for me to rebalance my whole body to get it back right. right. And you're right. You know, what you are what you eat pretty much. That's the bottom line. You are what you eat. 
if you're eating sugar and you're eating a whole bunch of processed foods and stuff, that's you. Yeah. Yeah, it's tricky. And the other thing, you know, sugar is actually, I mean, we are addicted to sugar. Sugar is an addiction. Um, Mm -hmm. And it comes in other ways other than just a five-pound bag. I mean, we get sugars through starches. You know, anything mm-hmm. that sends that, you know, dopamine to the brain. Um, so we have to really be mindful of how we are ingesting these things. Sugar is very special. <laughs> but, yeah, it is, it, we, we are, it's an addiction. Yeah. I mean, people are addicted to sugar. People are addicted to carbs, which really is an addiction to sugar because the carbs yes. break down in your body as sugar. So, mm-hmm. you know, it's like how do you, you know, you, it takes a really strong will and know-how and education to really move through that. Um, yes. So, yeah, it's, it's key. And, it's, it, you know, for some people, I recommend questioning everything and researching everything. That's what I tell people all the time. And one, that's one of, the, one of my big takeaways when I went back to school for nutrition therapy, which, by mm-hmm. the way, I'm a nutrition therapy practitioner, not a nutritionist. A nutritionist teaches you how to eat, coexist, navigate around your medication. What we do as nutrition therapy practitioners is we teach you how to use food to heal the body. Which is what we so, need a lot now. It doesn't mean we, that you don't take your medication, but oftentimes our clients request to not be on them long term. So we have to mm-hmm. figure out a meal plan that will sustain whatever it is that the body needs in the interim. Yes. And what I can say is the um, the fact that you teach how to sustain yourself is important because you know we all know that a lot of if you if you took you probably would have an anxiety attack if you looked at the ingredients on the back of anything that you start to eat. <laughs> the tricky part is learning how to read a label in the first place, and you know that's a dead giveaway. If you can't pronounce anything on the label, chances are mm-hmm. you don't want to eat it. Chances are you yeah. do not want to eat it. If you can't pronounce it, chances are it's not something that's good for your body. Yes, you know you're absolutely uh, right. And people talk, yeah, people often talk a lot about probiotics. But it's it's like they treat the prebiotics like stepchildren. They're, they are mm. so important. And probi- <laughs> probiotics are a live bacteria that's found in certain foods um, with tons of benefits. But the prebiotics, they come from, like, carbs, and it's something that we can't digest, um, but they're beneficial to the bacteria in our gut. So together, like, so, for example, your pre- foods that may have pre- – that do have prebiotics include your – I mean, like your hikmas, for people that know what that is, um, asparagus, you know, dandelion, which is also really great for detoxing your organs, liver mm-hmm. and kidney in particular, onions, garlics, and leeks. Those things that have your prebiotics, right? Mm-hmm. Probiotics are what most people are familiar with, like your sauerkraut and your kimchi, the apple cider vinegar. People, you know, that's become a really um, common conversation with people around food, but they forget the prebiotic too. They work together. They can be taken together. Mm-hmm. And if you're having issues with anxiety, you want to create a balance in what you're, you know, in the food that you're eating and minimize oh. some of those other foods like your sugars and your carbs. Keep them, you know, mm-hmm. the high, highly processed foods, foods high in fat because it throws your whole system off. Now, you know, as we're trying to, you know, figure out ways to keep ourselves calm and relaxed, you talked about meditation and 
Mm-hmm. I know for me, in the mornings, it's that just be still, because that was something that I couldn't mm-hmm. understand. I couldn't fathom the, the fact of being still. That mm-hmm. means I'm not doing anything. I'm, right. I'm supposed to be moving and active. I found yeah. that I wake up very early in the morning. I'm usually up at about 4.45, and that is when my mind is so clear. There are so many things mm. that I get done. At that time in the morning, things make sense. And it kind of like dictates my day when I have that quiet moment because nobody's really up. Um, it's quiet right. outside. All you hear are the birds, and that's a beautiful sound to hear the birds chirping. <laughs> and mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You, you're like, okay, my mind is clear. I'm not moving. I'm not doing anything, and I'm at peace. And I think mm-hmm. when we're moving and working and doing all these things that we're doing, See, there's my piece mm-hmm. that goes out the way. Uh, yeah, <laughs> doing I have all the those around here too. Uh-huh. <laughs> and doing all the things that we need to be doing, we're not at peace because we're not grounded. We're not centered. We're not. We're moving. We're not doing something that we should be doing, and that's listening to nothing. And as it may not make sense to a lot of people, but it's that quiet stillness. That makes you sane. Mm-hmm. And for me, it's that quiet stillness and just listening to what my 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 body wants helped me get past whatever it is that I was going through. And I have I have to say that every morning when I get up, I have a good forty five minutes where it's just quiet and I'm just laying there quietly, just listening to whatever comes into my head and giving right. it giving it respect, giving it acknowledgement, and then I move forward. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. And, I mean, you know, for for meditation, it's a matter of what you're connecting to, you know. Um, and that sometimes really does make a difference, especially for people that have, like, devotion and prayer time where they mm-hmm. pray in the morning. And then meditation is where you get to listen, you know, where you, you know, when you are connected to source, you get an opportunity to hear and listen. And that's where the surrendering comes in. If we really believe that there's a higher power at work, then, you know, when do we, when do we consult with it? Mm-hmm. When do we take direction? When do we download instruction? You know, and oftentimes when you're able to do that, uh, that is the thing that helps you surrender because you know you're safe. You know you're yeah. safe. And you know that there's, there's more, there's more, there's what's next. You know, you have stuff, you got work to do. <laughs> you know, uh, yeah. it just creates a shift in in the way of thinking. But really, but surrendering is such a big, big thing um, because when we're in the crux of this thing, when we're in the crux of this anxiety, it feels like a fight. It 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 really is a form of conflict. Um, and this this is barring people that have chemical imbalances. That's completely different. But for mm-hmm. people that are just having a moment or having some life change, something that's unexpected or something that, you know, they don't have any control over, oftentimes, just like with any other conflict, at the root of every conflict is an expectation. Yeah. So what yeah. is it that we expect of our lives or what is it that we expect of the day or what is it that we expect of the relationship? Anytime those, anytime those expectations aren't met, it creates conflict for us. Mm-hmm. as opposed yes. to being present to the moment. Oh, is this what we're doing? Okay, no problem. Even in a relationship. Oh, is this, oh, you want to see how many other women? Cool. <laughs> that doesn't work for me. 
that doesn't work for me. I'm going to get off the ride here. Well, good luck. Like, that's the difference as opposed to, no, you know, you're holding on. No, you can't. Like, but you said this and you said that. Like, those are the things that create the conflict, which in turn creates the anxiety because we're trying to do things that are not, that are not what we're supposed to be doing. We're trying mm-hmm. to have control over situations that we have no control over. Oh, my goodness, you are preaching, 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 and and that is why, this is why we are where we are today. This is one of the reasons why I thought it was good that you would come on the show and talk about this, because right now, all of us, I mean, each and every one of us in this country is experiencing something that is out of their control. Absolutely. And, yes. And then you throw the kids in the mix. And lesson plans in the mix, and sickness yeah. and illness in the mix, and a janky government in the mix, and you put all that in the mix, and it becomes a little overwhelming. Yes, and and if you turn on the TV, which you have to because you need to get some idea of what's going on in the outside world, just in case you got to flee, you feel, like I said, that right there, just in case you have to flee. And the information you're getting there is sometimes confusing. And then you go on to your social media um, outlets, and that information is confusing also. And I find, you know, fortunately, I have a wealth of, of people that I can go to. I mean, you're one of the people that I go to and talk to. I go to my good friend, Mr. Chice, and we chat a lot about the world and in general. And having those kinds of connections, are very important too. Mhm. Mhm. Because yeah. if you try and you know, and in all honesty, if you're having bouts of anxiety and you're trying to deal with it on an island by yourself, you gonna make yourself crazy. Mm-hmm. You will make yourself crazy. Yeah. And the other thing too, you asked the question earlier. Um, you mentioned it was something that you said earlier that I meant to circle back to. Um, but yeah, when. Oh, you mentioned not tell not you mentioned going into your room and being by yourself. So mm-hmm. a lot of times when stuff when, when this anxiety hits or when you get when you have this experience that you're not accustomed to, it can be embarrassing. Yes. Um yes. it can be embarrassing because it's foreign to us. And then we feel some kind of way, especially if you typically have a big personality and then people see you in a vulnerable state of not knowing and of fear, then you, you know, you sneak off to the corner and you have your moments by yourself. I would encourage you to talk to people that can support you. Speak to your loved ones. You don't have to do a, you know, you have to promote it, but definitely um, have a conversation with people that are the closest to you <laughs> and let them know, like, I'm having this experience and I may need to reach out to you from time to time. Okay, because you had me laughing when you said you, you know. don't have to promote it. Hey, social media, I'm having a moment. You don't have to promote <laughs> Well, I say that because people that have dealt with chronic anxiety, right, they've, mm-hmm. they've accepted anxiety as a definition for who they are. Oh, not good. And that's, that's just as detrimental because now it's like a flag that they wave. Like this is, you know, it's the reason that they act a certain way. It's, the, it's you know, mm-hmm. it's the excuse for um, or a reason. It's the reason why they get to act crazy or, you know, whatever. So, um, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. Uh, it gives them the license for bad behavior. 
Yeah, like we know we don't have to claim this because if we look at it mm-hmm. as temporary, this is something we're going to work through and we're going to get rid of it. We're going to release it. We're going to let it go mm-hmm. and get back to some normal, uh, some sense of normalcy. Um, yeah. And the other thing that I found that helped me a lot was I gave in to my creative side, you know, because when you're doing something in your life as did you call a career or you have a career path or whatever, you sometimes let go of that other part of yourself that was free and free flowing. And it always jumps at you and wants to come out and play. But because I'm an adult now, adults don't play. That kind of mindset is what you have. You don't, you suppress that and that creates anxiety too because it's your mind trying to work with you because your mind really does, I believe it really does try to work with you and help you through Mm -hmm. this. And Mm -hmm. we don't listen. My mind was saying, be as creative as you can, let it go. And I let my creativity just go and flow and and I did whatever came to mind. And Mm -hmm. I was amazed at some of the things that I created in this time period. Um, Mm -hmm. And I'm still creating more stuff. Right now I'm sitting down and I'm doing um, masks, you know. Um, Mm -hmm. I'm sewing masks so I can give them to my daughter who is, um, she's essential staff, so she has to go out every day. And I want her to be Mm -hmm. safe. So I'm going to make her some masks so she can put them on and she can go out there. And I feel comfortable knowing that, I did my yeah. mommy duty, but I was also creative, <laughs> and I was, and I wasn't getting on her nerve, creating anxiety for her by nagging her. So, you know, we have to give in to those other parts of ourselves that we neglect when we're trying to control everything. Uh, yeah, and then also that's the contribution piece. It takes us out of our own heads, mm-hmm. you know. So it all works together if we let it. Yes, and I think, and you can correct me if I'm wrong, but I think our body, much like the higher power, wants us to be happy. And, oh, yeah. Yeah, I mean, yeah, and we have a formula for that. We have a formula of alignment, you know, uh, mind, body, spirit. When those three things mm-hmm. are in alignment, we access our internal pharmacy. Okay. And so that is for healing of everything, Um anything our body you know we we trigger its healing properties when we are in alignment um mm-hmm. when we are out of balance or i'll say harmony for lack of a better word because are we ever do we ever really find perfect balance do we no so that's the, so so <laughs> so the thing is really not Necessary because no seriously, if you're a mother or a wife or have a full time career, all of your parts aren't going to be equally separate. So I think instead of finding balance, it's really about uh, finding harmony in the way your pieces are set up. Mm-hmm. And if we if we can have harmony in the way that our lives are set up, you know, in the way that we are. Um, in the way that we are moving about the world or, you know, who we are as people or, us, you know, how we're contributing to the world. If we have harmony, then, then this, it's the, it gives us peace. It's the same thing. Mm-hmm. You know, we can find yeah. peace in that. That's good. Um, people get stuck in the idea of the conversation of peace and it's just, sometimes it's just not, I mean, the, people get stuck in the conversation of balance and mm-hmm. it's not always, Everything's not balanced. 
But right. if we're harmonious, then, you know, you, if you work all day, but you get to come spend some time with the kids and cook dinner, and you're happy with that, that gives you peace. Yeah. You know, right? like they, you know, corporate America calls it work-life balance. And mm-hmm. in all honesty, there's no such thing. <laughs> <laughs> but there's work-life harmony. Yes. 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 Yeah. Yes. And we have to really, we have to, I think we have to put a true definition to things because if we do the general definition, that too will cause anxiety because what works for Sally don't work for John and what works for Molly doesn't work for Anne. So we have to find a definition that works for us, that helps us through it. I mean, you get the general definition. And sometimes it's not even a definition. Sometimes it's just being harmonious in the way, like right now, everyone's schedule is different. Mm-hmm. Everybody, our people's lives are flipped upside down. Money's not coming in the way it used to. We have small businesses that are having to close their doors. I mean, there's so many things that, so you have people that are riding the waves. They're like, you know what? I can't, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm going to control what I can control. I'm going to change what I can change. And I'm going to be, you know, let the rest ride. Then you have mm-hmm. some people that are freaking out that are in, you know, and trust me when I tell you that's two completely different experiences. Yes. I bet you it they're is. sleeping differently at night. Or if they're sleeping at all. Right. So when you hold when you're holding on to these things that you have no control over, like, you know, myself as a freelancer, as a, a business owner, you know, when clients call you up and say, Listen, I can't pay you because it's trickling down to them, what do you do? Right? You call your landlord and say, listen, <laughs> I'm going to need a little more time, right? Or, <laughs> and, and graciously, luckily a lot of these landlords and mortgage companies get it. Like they are creating opportunities for people, you know, for people to do what they have to do, how they need to do it, pay what you can when mm-hmm. you can, you know, foregoing rent for a month or whatever that looks like for people. People are, you know, human um, kindness sometimes prevails in situations like this. But the more you clinch onto what this, you know, to trying to change what it is right now, the harder it's going to be for you to navigate through it and to find your peace in it. It's going to make mm-hmm. it that much harder. Yes. Yes. And the thing about it is, which I think is, is, is really interesting, when you spoke about humanity, why does it have to take situations of this grand magnitude for people to find humanity? That's a great question. And, I mean, I guess depending on who you ask determines the answer that you get. Mm-hmm. But, unfortunately, um, but the thing is, if do we learn the lesson? And then what next? You know, what's yeah. next? We're seeing the numbers about um, African-Americans and how they're affected um, uh, opposed to other to white people or brown, other brown people, African-Americans, the rate of uh, mortality with this coronavirus has been higher than other people. There's actually reasons for that. There's actual reasons for that. You know, socioeconomical mm-hmm. reasons, um, subpar healthcare reasons. There's, you know, a lot of these people that are working these uh, essential jobs, that's us. Fall you know? into that category, yes. 
Yeah, your people that are working at your Walmarts and your food delivery people, and your, that's us. Mm-hmm. So we are in, we are, we too are on the front lines, you know. Um, so our risks are higher. But I say to that, you know, it's a conversation that we, hopefully it shines a light on the disparities. And in addition to that, our disease, high blood mm-hmm. pressure, um, you know, diabetes, we have that disproportionately higher than others. Um, and hopefully this shines a light and it can create a shift for us to do something different moving forward, for us to really start having these conversations. And to also understand that we can't depend on other people to determine our health and wellness. Like, at what point do we decide, not only just as black people, but just people, period, um, when you look at some of the governing bodies um, the FDA and all these companies that monitor, supposedly monitor our food, we know how they're manufacturing our food. Even before mm-hmm. the coronavirus, it wasn't good. <laughs> so mm-hmm. um, I think what's going to start happening is people are going to start educating themselves and start to take some of this, you know, responsibility on their own, growing their food, you know, mm-hmm. um, creating, creating spaces where we can support each other. Right now, I mean, there's people that are quarantining by themselves. Yeah. So if there was anything that happened, you know, what then what? Who you go to? Where's your family? Like, so people are starting to think a little differently about how to commune with each other and how mm-hmm. to create safe spaces for each other, as well as how to um, move into a, a space of more optimal health and wellness. Yeah. And they're learning how to communicate, too, because now mm-hmm. when we were all so um, – centralized on our phones with our heads down, ignoring the person sitting right next to you. See, that's the funny thing about it. We had all of our our gadgets and the person sitting right next to you, even at your dining room table, you were ignoring. Now, now you're trying to reach out to them and speak to them and and, and try to find out how they're doing and, and if they're okay. Because I think, I think the universe has said it's time for us to learn how to be together again and within our homes, mm-hmm. within our communities, just in general, because we had gotten so far away from the, the reality of a human, human contact um, that we decided that we don't need that. I can call them up or I can FaceTime them. You don't want to FaceTime right now. Right now you want that human connection. You want that touch. Right. You want to know all those things right. are there available to you. So we, right. we, we're learning. We are learning. And hopefully, like you said, where we go from here, what lessons we learn from today, from this moment going forward, that will be the telltale signs of what the experience was like for us at the end of the day right. when this is over. Yeah, there are there are people that are going to be changed after this for sure. Mm-hmm. They will be changed for sure. Yes, and I, I mean, like I said, I love, 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 love having you on the show because you bring <laughs> <laughs> you bring out the best in me. No. <laughs> Ah, so sweet. <laughs> I was laughing at all the loves. I'm like, how many is that? One, two, three, four, five. Okay, I'll take it. I'll take five loves. <laughs> but the truth be, I will know, take five loves. You deserve them all. But you know, you you know, you hit the nail in the head in regards to you know what we do, how we do, what we eat, what we think. 
those are all important aspects of how we get through what we're going through right now with this pandemic situation. Yeah. You know, and Yeah, it is. And you know, and it also helps us in our families because in some instances we may have a family member in our own home who has to quarantine themselves. You have the first yeah. responders that go out every day and they come back in and they can't even be around their families initially when they come in. They have to, you know, I guess you could say decontaminate themselves before they can even be near their family members. And that's hard, too, because going through all of this stuff, you want a hug. You need a hug. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. (laughs) But you can't get it. I mean, human contact, we know that human contact is important. You know, we know that if babies don't have it, they die. We know that if humans Mm -hmm. don't have it, it affects your quality of life. Um, we know that healing touch, even in hospitals or people that are sick, we know that it makes a difference. Um, mm-hmm. So, yeah, it is important. So if we can't touch people, we at least want to stay connected, as connected as possible. You know, mm-hmm. reach out to your folks, check on them, make sure that they're okay. Yes, yes. And, you know, I wish I can, you know, I, I, I can extend a great big hug to all of those people out there. My arms aren't big enough or long enough to all of those people out there on the front lines, you know, doing mm-hmm. what they do. You know, you even, we, you know, it's down to the people who are called in because their toilet is not working. That is a first responder, too. You know, right. it, it goes down right. to that little minute thing that we are overlooking and not understanding. Every time you step out your door now, today, in this climate, you are taking a risk. And we already had that in our minds. So we would talk, we talk about, you know, getting hit by a car, getting shot by a gun, you know, those kinds of things. But now it's a, it's, it's an invisible thing that we can't see that's really causing this. And I think that's really what's freaking people out. I can't see it, but it can make me sick. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And I, you know, yeah, and I think we have to be more mindful, I think. Yeah. Yes. And that's why I said, you know, those things can cause anxiety in itself and it can make you very paranoid because, you know, you just don't, we don't understand this because we don't know anything about this. And we're learning just as they're learning, we're learning um, from what we read. And, you know, what you're going to do, what you're going to do, you're going to do what I'm doing. You're reaching out and touching someone. Um, Yeah. Yes. I'm talking to you. We're reaching out to all of our listeners, and we're reaching out to them, and we're talking to them, and we're communicating with them. We're letting them know, you know, you're not alone in feeling anxiety. And Rachelle LeBlanc is here to tell you these are some coping skills that you could use, (laughs) okay? We're here for you. Well, you know, because I've received so many requests and calls and have had so many conversations, I'm putting together a – a call bundle for people so that they can have a regular outlet, um, four to five calls, you know, and I'm also mm-hmm. doing calls for $25 each. So it's, you know, super, super, super discounted, but I want to price it to where everyone can participate if they need to. Oh, great. Great. Excellent. 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 You know, I'm and, also doing um, some of this work on my, on my Patreon page. Um, Okay. They'll be do. I'll be doing some workshops, some ongoing workshops on there as well. Mm-hmm. You know, kind of just moving some of the information 
and a place where people can access it when they need it, when they want it, you know, how they how they need it. So, yeah, just putting some mechanisms in place. Mm-hmm. Yes, we need as many outlets as possible. I mean, a lot of people are doing webinars. They're doing, um, mm-hmm. what is it, um, Facebook chats. They're doing yeah, yeah. I mean, Zoom videos. We have the uh, um, Lift Game Live. Yes. Uh, Timbisa and I mm-hmm. do the Lift Game Live every Friday. It's just a wellness check-in, really. And because so many of us are now into the routine of getting up in the morning, working in our pajamas, or, you know, however we want to do it. Mm-hmm. So we say, you know what, throw on some lipstick and meet us in the chat room, and let's talk about how you guys are doing, um, answer some questions. I, of course, share information around the things I just spoke about, around anxiety, mm-hmm. the, the angst that people are having. Um, Tamisa, you know, managing her children and her very large career um, as a producer, shares mm-hmm. some that work-life balance that you spoke, spoke about. You know, we do some giveaways, and I think this Friday I'm going to be doing a really quick breathing exercise to help people, um, something that they can do whenever they need it to help them just, you know, move through some of the angst. And, yeah, that's um, Lift Game Live. And, it's, uh, Eva, we only have 30 slots available. I'm not sure how many are left. Last time mm-hmm. they went so quickly. Um, so we're going to do it every Friday until further notice. <laughs> well, I mean, come on. People can't do happy hours. We got to get time in with our girls. I mean? know. <laughs> they are all virtual now. So, yeah, pretty much. Yes, yes indeed, pretty indeed. Much. So if um, just give us a rundown of how we can kind of, you know, tap into those resources and always how we can follow you. Mm. Okay, well, I'm on all social media as Coach Rachel, R-A-Y-C-H-E-L-E. Um, that's Instagram and Facebook, and there is a Coach Rachel page on Facebook. And um, my full name, Rachel LeBlanc, is my website. You can always email me through that or my full name at gmail.com, and I'll spell that for you. It's R-A-Y-C-H-E-L-L-E, and the last name is L-E-B-L-A-N-C at gmail.com. Thank you so, so very and much. I can, yeah, I can send you whatever you need if you want the Patreon page or any of that stuff, social media links, I can send you all of that. That's fine. That's yeah. great. And for all you parents out there with little children, um, I have had the pleasure of penning a book with my good friend Stephen LeBron. It's called Addie and Papa, A Story of Two Friends. How cute. You can, yes, you can find it on Amazon. Um, we're also going to, it's a soft cover on Amazon. We're working on getting on, on Barnes and Nobles, a hard cover on Barnes and Nobles. It's a small book, it's an easy read, and it's just something that your kids could, could really look at and read. And it's about a relationship between a grandfather and a grandson. Aww, so, so sweet. Um, you, yes, thank you. Check it out. It's a really great book. Like I said, Addie and Papa, a story of two friends. And that's I will awesome. be back. Congratulations thank on that. Thank you so much. And that's not the only book that I've written, but the other one hasn't um, it hasn't been published yet. But like I said, right. I've let my creativity flow. But the other book is titled Hoodikit, H-O-O-D-T-I-Q-U-E-T-T-E. So it just it's it's simple. It talks about the lessons that we learn in our foundation as children in our neighborhoods, and how those lessons are the lessons 
that we can incorporate into what I call, you know, social status, social um, acceptable behaviors, etiquette, and how those mm-hmm. things can lead you to having a very successful life. It's that simple. Yeah. So one, no, yes. All very necessary tools. Yes. So once that is out and um, ready to to be bought, I will let you guys know. It's in the process. It's Please in the works. Yes. <laughs> so that's what I've been doing, people, and I'm going to go back to making my mask. Um, but okay. please join me to. Yes, thank you. Please join me tomorrow, and I'll have a recording artist called Seyong, and she is a really dynamic. She's an actor. She's a singer. She's got a, a, a writer. She's got a lot going on. And then um, on Friday, we're going to have an author join us as well. So all of that information will be um, posted on Blog Talk Radio, as well as um, on the Cocoa Express Show Facebook page. So just go check it out there so you can find out what's going on. And I have to say, the next week, me and Rochelle are going to work out um, who's going to come next week because she's going to lend us yes. some of her experts yes. next yes. week. Yes. And, we, yes, right. and we're going to have some more talk about getting us together, getting it right. <laughs> That's right. That's right. Yes. No shortage of those conversations. They're very necessary. So thank you so much, Irulia, for having me on the show. I really, really appreciate it. Oh, it's my pleasure, Rachel. You're always welcome. The door is, you have your own key, okay? <laughs> <laughs> okay, key. <laughs> so be well. Take like care of yourself. Key. And thank you. You're welcome. <laughs> <laughs> you take care, and we'll talk very okay. soon. You got it. All righty. So Bye-bye. All my <laughs> listeners, take well, take care, be well. Thank you for joining us. God bless. Take care of yourselves and drink a lot of water. Thank you. Bye-bye. <laughs>